Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. The stock market is edging higher as resource producers rally, along with the prices for metals, including gold. Treasuries are declining as the smallest jobs gain in seven months is raising doubts about the economy's strength. The Labor Department report showed employers added 160,000 workers in April, missing the 200,000 jobs that economists estimated. The jobless rate was projected to ease. Instead, it held steady at 5%, while wage growth accelerated. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average is up 53 points, three-tenths of a percent, trading at 17,714. S&P 500 up three points, an eighth of a percent at 2,053. The Nasdaq is up eight points, an eighth of a percent at 47.25. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 22 cents a barrel to 44.54. Spot Gold is up $18.30 an ounce at 12.9860. And the 10-year Treasury is down 8.30 seconds with a yield of 1.77%. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Impact investing. Investing that does more than just look at the bottom line of dollars and cents. It looks also at the bottom line when it comes to the earth and the earth's resources. Sustainable investing. Well, here to tell us more is Deborah Winchell, Managing Director, Global Head of Impact Investing for BlackRock. They have over $225 billion of assets under management, and they've got a new Impact ETF. Deborah, thank you very much for coming into the studio. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. What, tell us about what is, how do you define impact investing? And then maybe you can use that as a lead into the new ETF and how that expresses what you're trying to accomplish. Sure. Impact investing or sustainable investing, there are lots of names, is looking for investment opportunities that have more than just a financial return. They also generate an environmental or a social outcome at the same time. Now, this generation of both the financial outcome and let's just call it well-being in, in general, how do you define that well-being part of it, the, the goodwill that the company will generate by providing these kinds of sustainable investments? Well, as specifically as possible, and I think that's really the goal of the investments that you see out there and that we offer, very specific definition around a climate outcome, perhaps companies that have lower carbon outcomes or more carbon efficient or other outcomes along social or environmental uh, dimensions. It could be around diversity or how employees are treated or the products that they create, health products, perhaps that address certain issues that are particularly complicated or that are, you know, very serious in the world. Tell us about some research that you've done at BlackRock that indicates that the potential investor who is now, let's say, a millennial, Mm -hmm. is very interested and that this is an important factor when they're considering an investment. Right. Well, it's interesting. There are a lot of demographic changes that we're seeing that are really driving this interest in impact investing or sustainable investing. First of all, certainly with millennials, I think you see it in the companies where we work as well as what we see with investors. There's an increasing interest by millennials to make sure that their investments have both a financial return and a social or environmental return. In the same way, we see with women who are increasingly inheriting or generating 
creating more of the financial assets, and that trend is continuing significantly over the next 20 years. Women also are looking for their dollars to accomplish more than just generate a return. So those are two very significant demographics that are driving this interest in sustainable investing. And I would say that you see it both on the investing front and you see it on the consumer front. You see it really the way that I think millennials and women look at the world today. Your own personal uh, background has both of those components mm -hmm. as well, because previously you were at J.P. Morgan, mm -hmm. but also you were the head of the Robin Hood Foundation, and you were also the chief financial officer and uh, high-level executive at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. How did those two career paths come together with this impact in sustainable investing? Well, I think first growing up in finance allowed me to take a very rigorous approach to thinking about problem solving or creating products, both at the Met and uh, where I was the CFO, but in a very mission-driven organization where we had to think about both um, uh, outcomes that were entirely related to the mission of the organization, but also the bottom line, so it could be run in a very uh, effective way. At Robinhood, I had the opportunity to really uh, learn about poverty fighting from just one of the best poverty fighting organizations, I think, in the in the world. And the what Robin Hood brought was a lens of metrics. How do you measure and compare one intervention to another? And I think putting metrics around something as difficult to measure as poverty fighting was very instrumental in what I could bring to BlackRock, putting metrics around environmental or social outcomes or impact. Give us an idea of the conversation that someone might have with the chief executive of a company that is debating the value of sustainable investing and whether that ought to be part of their corporate message or whether they perceive that to be just a kind of the flavor of the month. How did you have that conversation with the head of the company? Well, companies who are actually the ones who are um, being invested in um, I think are increasingly focused on what their impact is on the world. You see it with consumer companies as they look at their supply chains. You see it with lots of companies around environmental impact. We certainly saw with COP21 and the focus on climate that lots of companies are starting to think about both their products and their operations in terms of how they impact the world. And I think companies are becoming very sophisticated about appreciating how consumers, investors, many stakeholders are focused on responsible operations. Do you believe that the companies will be less reticent about supporting sustainable issues that not necessarily have anything directly to do with their company, but just because they are, let's say, a public face? Will they be supporting more of these climate change and sustainable investing initiatives? I think companies globally are becoming more sensitive to and, most, and more supportive of initiatives of this type. I think a lot of companies are actually facing the an impact of environmental or climate impact. It actually affects their bottom line. So I think there's both the operating risks and opportunities that companies see. I think there's the consumer awareness. And now increasingly, there's the investor focus on these outcomes. I think looking at all these different factors, all impacting companies, is definitely elevating this as a focus for leadership uh, across the globe. The Exchange Traded Fund. Give us the details. 
Well, the most recent fund that we launched is an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, that is tied to the sustain the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So it's an index that constructed around companies that derive a large percent of their revenues from activities related to those goals. So it's one of the first times that there's been an investment opportunity where you can invest in companies that are specifically focused on those outcomes. You, looking at the UN's Sustainable Development Goals, was a very clear way of of selecting a set of criteria that already has a large sort of support and following. Well, just looking at some of the holdings of the uh, iShares Sustainable MSCI uh, Global ETF, taking a look at the lead company, uh, Valio, in France, uh, looking at water and treatment facilities, Schneider Electric, a uh, big engineering firm, ABB, as well as Pearson, PLC. I think of Pearson as an education company. How does that fit into this sustainability equation? Look, education is a leading issue globally, um, advancing education in terms of ri- uh, in, uh, elevating um, the level of income around the globe. I think all of these companies derive uh, revenues from something that's specifically related to improving the circumstances of the world or the population of the world. One of the most complicated, I would say, elements of all of this is getting good data and measurement. And that's something that BlackRock is extremely focused on. Can we create opportunities that have a specific outcome that we can measure that investors can say, yes, that's something that would be very appealing to me? And I just want to correct myself. I was wrong. I, I was thinking of Suez, which is also in the ETF. That is the yeah. uh, forerunner of the water company, but uh, value making uh, automobile parts. Does this mean, for example, that coal companies or those that are companies that are focused on fossil fuel would they ever have an opportunity to become part of this sustainable investing? It's unlikely that a company that derives the majority of its income from fossil fuels would be a leading part of a of a, an index like that. On the other hand, you sometimes see the companies that are most um, entrenched in some of the traditional forms of energy are also the ones that are leading some of the most innovative work around renewables. So one of the things that I think is a challenge is finding investments that are just pure plays. A lot of time, companies that are doing some of the most innovative and exciting work can also have some traditional businesses that you might not associate with those outcomes. And and just the last uh, point to you, uh, this uh, ETF, uh, this is something that uh, BlackRock's going to put its own uh, sort of muscle behind to, to popularize. Yeah, we had a launch a couple of weeks ago on Earth Day. We partnered with the United Nations and had a launch and rang the bell. And, you know, again, we're creating a platform of products across all asset classes that is an effort to uh, provide opportunities for lots of different investors across the globe to have the opportunity to make impact investments. Thanks very much for sharing your thoughts and educating us. Deborah Winchell, Managing Director, Global Head of Impact Investing for BlackRock.